0: and a USC legend, ladies and gentlemen, recurring guest, Mr. Lofa Tatupu. Lofa, how we doing?
1: Zach, I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So is you, are you as excited for the preseason on Thursday as I am? Because Dak's not going.
1: now all those former players don't give a shit about the preseason, man. Especially the even the vets. <laughs> I guarantee you, yeah, Dak, Roethlisberger, none of those guys care. They're just like, man, especially when you have the Hall of Fame game, I mean, it's, it's cool because – Hall of Fame's amazing, but an extra preseason game and you know another week of camp—that that that just sounds like torture. So I'm lucky we never had that.
0: Did you did you guys ever have the Hall of Fame game when you were there, or the Seahawks were never chosen?
1: No, we we did not. Thank God, because I mean that like I said, that extra week of camp, I mean man, I can't. There would have been so many more fights if we had to play in that game.
0: Um, so so for these guys in camp now do you think do you think most of them are ready or some of the guys you think might be hit by surprise of just kind of like especially I don't know if you saw what happened with the Giants yesterday Joe judge is making them work
1: well I mean well speaking of fights they had a fight um, I think I just read that the, the Lions had a fight and you know yeah with
0: the, with the receiver had
1: a little different he had a little different take on it than Campbell Campbell said he was fired up <laughs> but I mean I guess that's what you get from a former player right Um so yeah, I mean, you know, tempers run hot Um, you know, it's like football is coming back in the full swing and like, it's, I don't know, I always felt like, especially like July building up right before camp, it's like, okay, you got to switch the mindset and, you know, and get into the aggressive mentality of the sport. So it's not uncommon to see these things happen, uh, but this quickly in a camp, usually, usually it's at least like the second week when you're like tired, of, you know, going against the same guy and but it's uh so it's it's been interesting to say the least
0: were there any guys that you played with that could come into the camp just completely out of shape and just still dominate and by the end they were all ready to go
1: well he was never out of shape but he never came to camp his name is Walter Jones Hall of Famer <laughs> yeah, I saw him on your show that was amazing <laughs> uh you know so Walt uh he was franchised like three times in a row and so you know you don't want to take unnecessary reps and when you're a Hall of Famer and the caliber of player that Walter Jones is, you know, you don't need camp. And so, uh, yeah, Walt would come in after pushing escalades up and down hills, and then uh, he'd push us around. That's that's pretty much how it works.
0: Do you think now with, especially some of the guys that are in the bubble with the the kind of the cut day all the way at the end, rather than week by week, guys are kind of a little bit more relaxed rather than just kind of giving it an 115% every single week, knowing that, okay, they get a little bit more time to show what they've got.
1: Yeah, but, um, you know, I really feel like it's it's hard for, for the young guys, These you know, with the abbreviated, well, there was no offseason last year, then this year, there was a lot that opted to stay away or just do it virtually, so, um, you know, I though this is camp is really for what the young guys that, you know, they didn't get drafted or, uh, or they were a later round pick for them to showcase their talent, what what they can do and add value to the team. So I think it's harder these days really to, to make an impact.
0: Is, is that a real background or is that, is that virtual? I've been trying to like figure that no. out the past five minutes. Yep.
1: I'm on the top of a hotel. <laughs> no, this is a virtual one. One of my uh, other podcasts, the Seahawks podcast, for the yeah. believe podcast network they hooked me up with the uh the you know mount rainier space needle oh cool little skyline
0: have you been out to seahawks camp yet are you planning on going
1: i have not they got a scrimmage coming up and i mean i i don't i don't care until the pads come on you know it's it's not football until the pads come on and so uh you know i I keep hearing all these reports oh so-and-so looks great and strong well he's got no pads on i mean so I, I can't imagine, you know, it's really I, I don't put much stock into it. Like I said, the real football players show up and the pads come on. So uh, I'm I'm gonna be anxious to see what happens when when they get their scrimmage. Uh, I think this Sunday is their first live action.
0: So I don't know if you saw Trey Lance's incredible throw yesterday, even though there was no pressure coming at him. What did you do? You get? Do you see that, or you just do? You think it's just they're just trying to blow? Because I noticed that. I heard it early in the afternoon, and then the the Niners account posted. They must have I mean, they must have taken everybody's camera, so nobody could post it, so they could kind of blow it up. And then all of a sudden, Man, getting it's getting ESPN, everything. Yeah. <laughs> so and, until you see a guy gunning for him, you don't really care. You're like, oh, that's fantastic.
1: I mean, it's 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 like seven on seven, right? It's like I mean, I, mean, I could post highlights of me throwing the football in seven on seven, and I was a linebacker, bro. <laughs> like, I. So I don't put much stock into it. I mean, good for him. I mean, I guess, uh, I guess not so good for Jimmy G uh, if they're celebrating it the way they are, because you know, from all accounts I've said or I've seen, they're saying Jimmy G is our starter week one. And um, you know, I don't even know why you name a starter when you do. When you do draft a guy in the top five, you know, to play quarterback, it's I don't know. Um, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it plays out for them. But I think it should be open competition just like everywhere else
0: you think the Seahawks are game planning right now like as they're working in sets, kind of like for, especially with the division games, they're planning on Jimmy G or do you think they're kind of working stuff around in case Lance is out there?
1: Uh, no, because, you know, I don't know. Wrote, the only film you'd have on him is really going back to game film would be college stuff, right? So um, you might take a look at that and see what he excelled at. You know, was it throwing from the pocket? Was it getting out on the edge, the perimeter and then, you know, making extending plays? Because uh, he's a phenomenal athlete, from everything I've read, um, but I haven't gotten a chance to really break down his game. And uh, and you know, right now, they they're not going to put much stock into it. They're going to just prepare for the scheme, and um, you know, and, and whoever plays plays.
0: Yeah, and then um, going back to the draft, are there any guys you you saw that that you liked that they got, or kind of maybe overperforming in camp right now?
1: Uh, for the Seahawks,
0: yeah. You know, we only
1: had three picks this year. Um, Askridge hasn't. He's been limited, uh, I think, with a toe injury. And that's the one that they were most excited about, the second rounder. Um, but, uh, you know, I want to see when, you know, there's the defense. You know, we, we made some tremendous strides after the trade deadline. We got Carlos Dunlap. Huge signing him back. Um, and then there's, there's some, some other names in there. Alden Smith. You know, I forgot you got him. Yeah, man, that's a guy, and and who don't know, who knows what's gonna happen. I think he's gonna uh, go to court a couple weeks from now, but um, this is a guy that played a lot of football for the Cowboys last year, and and he looked great doing it, man. Um, so I thought that was a, that was a real find um, by the Hawks, and you know, um, Bulls turned that pass rush because. That's really what the difference was between the first half of the season and the second half of the season. We also got Jamal back healthy and he contributed with like nine sacks of his own. So um, it's, um, I'm excited to see the strides that they're going to take this year as as a whole, as a whole unit.
0: And speaking of Jamal, I know they're still working on his extension. If if it's not done soon, you think he might hold out?
1: Man, that's a good question. I I feel like they're just going over some details right now. They got to have, you know, most of it in place because that's a guy that they've already given up to first round picks for, And, um, and then, you know, he plays into your future when, when you give up that much for somebody. So that was just a matter of, you know, iron out the details. And, uh, but I don't expect to see him until something is signed. But I, I anticipate that would even, it should happen before the third preseason game, even, you know, then, so we can, we can see him out there, uh, you know, live.
0: And speaking of contracts, have you, have you seen some of these numbers for some of these NBA guys are getting in free agency?
1: I think I saw staffs
0: as a former football football player who you guys are going for the guarantee and you're seeing these basketball guys, some of these fringe guys just getting monster paydays. Do you think maybe I chose the wrong sport?
1: Uh, No, I, you know, when you're six feet and Samoan, I haven't seen many of us in in the NBA. So uh, even though I would have loved, I love basketball. I still play it every day. Um, I don't think there was much I could have done. You know, I hate excuses, but I mean, there's like six foot seven point guards these days that can you know handle the ball and, and you know and, and dish. So it's like it didn't matter how hard I worked. I don't think it was going to happen for the, me in that one.
0: You probably could. You probably could get Earl Boykins. He's quick, but you probably could. You probably could match up with him pretty well. Oh I man,
1: I don't know, man. Those they're, they're <laughs> too quick. If they are my size, they're just way too fast.
0: Yeah, that's unreal. And then with so. um, Around around the division, is anybody scaring you yet? Or you, you still think it's kind of open competition?
1: I mean, I still like our chances at repeating. Um, but, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that, you know, the Cardinals and the pieces that they've added, you know, J.J. Watt, um, you know, A.J. Green, uh, if he's healthy, which I don't know, it doesn't look like he is right now. I, he's I think, never healthy. He's never yeah, healthy. But he is that good. I remember we played him in 15 and the guy just went off on us for like a buck thirty, and he had a 70-yarder called back. It was insane, but um, and then like the, the kid they added in the draft, Zaven Collins, um, man, he is a big, good-looking prospect. Uh, I think with the Tulsa, it's like 6'4", 260, and he can move. And so, um, you know, the Budabaker, uh, I think they Murphy. They they they're, they're loaded back there, man. And um, and I think you know the leadership that Watts going to bring. And then he's not happy right now, but Chandler Jones, I mean. And just just imagine him and, and you know Watt on that line together is, is a scary thought, uh, especially for, for my Hawks.
0: How, how did you think the Seahawks' rush defense did last year? Because looking around the division, a lot of the starting backfields around have either been decimated or really aren't proven. You had Cam Akers is out for the year. The Niners mm-hmm. kind of just have a mix of guys. And the and um and the Cardinals lost Kenyon Drake and now they have Edmonds and Connor. Connor you think? Right? Yeah, you, you, uh, James Connor from the Pittsburgh. Do you think yeah. Seattle can capitalize on that, or do you, do you think they kind of they've got that on the back of their mind?
1: Yeah, I think we got the best running back, and uh, and you know with uh, with Chris Carson, you know if he can stay healthy, the guy's just he's a machine uh, when he when he is out there, uh, puts up great numbers. Um, the kid that I think has a chance to really shine, I think it was a third round pick from Ohio State is a sermon. Oh, a
0: sermon. Yeah, on the Niners.
1: Yeah. I mean, the way he ended the last they finally just gave him the ball in the in the Big Ten championship in the playoffs. And he wore teams down. And so that's, you know. It's what kind of Cam Akers did to us last year in the playoffs. I mean, we loaded that box for that second half of that game, knowing that, you know, Goff really couldn't, with the thumb, couldn't, couldn't really get the ball down the field except for one time. He made a nice throw. And, um, and there's nothing we could do to stop it. So um, I think that's a big blow for the Rams, that, that he's not going to be there. I like Edmonds. He's going to have to mix in with, uh, I don't think he can carry the load by himself. Um, you know, he's, he's a good change of pace back, but he can do it all. And uh, I think Connors is a big pickup for them. But um, in terms of backfield, and we keep every, every camp we keep hearing how great Rashard Penny looks. And so, you know, hopefully. He's still team, there? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he came on strong in his second year before the ACL and then uh, last year in and out of the lineup again. And so, uh, but they're, they're raving about him again. He looks the fastest and the best uh, he has since he got here. And, um, and so we'll see if he can return to that, that pre-injury form. But uh, that the combo of him and Carson, I think that's the best backfield uh, in the West.
0: They got they get a new offensive coordinator, right?
1: Yeah, we got the guy um, Waldron from uh, – is it Shane Waldron? Yeah, from the Rams. They, okay. Yeah, so.
0: Do you think they'll let Rusk – like, let let him kind of do his thing more, or you think they're going to restrict him like Schott and I did?
1: I know that, you know, getting Carson back – was was huge for Pete and you know his last uh his his closing remarks for the uh, 2020 season was that he wants to get back to what we did with Marshawn and what we when we established a run game played some hard-nosed defense and then Russ can cook he can do whatever he wants man he could you know once you get them to commit and I think that was the biggest problem when we saw the fall off after game six okay Carson was hurt um who else um we're down to the two rookies. Yeah, DJ then, Dallas
0: was out there. Yeah, DJ
1: though. Dallas, and then and then we brought back uh, Alex Collins, who you know he can play. And so, but it's just there's a big difference when you're doing a play action fake with Chris Carson, who we 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 give about 20 touches a game, and then you now you got a, a rookie in there. No one's biting on that play action, and so the you know the DBs and even the intermediate was taken away by by the uh, underneath coverage. You know, so you know Russ they were just giving up the flats and like, you know, it's just, it's not sexy to take a flat 10 times, you know, that's for Tom Brady. And, you know, he, he will do that. He will take 10 straight flats, you know, to finally throw one deep. I mean, he'll take what he gives you. And that's why, you know, he's one of the best there is, but it's um, so with, with, with the injuries that happened last year, if we can just stay healthy, you know, I, I see this offense, you know, getting right back to where they started off last year.
0: Then I want to flip over to college. So you got all the stuff with the NIL coming in. These guys I saw some guys that commit to Ohio State's cashing in already, leaving high school early. And you've yeah. got some of these teams kind of moving around. What have been your thoughts on all the news with that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, uh, I was just talking about the, the Oklahoma and Texas want out of the, the Big 12. Well, I mean, that's their only chance to get to the playoffs. So I don't know why they want to go to the SEC and, and you know, and now become like a middle of the pack team um it, that's so that was very confusing I don't care how much money is you're not going to get a chance to get to the playoffs I mean we've seen it so um and then the NIL yeah man it was about time we get to make money man this I mean it's you know my you know standpoint on that I mean it's um uh, it's crazy you know for what they say oh we we'll are giving you a free education and man it is not free I mean it is it's like I think you're only supposed to do 20 hours, like at least 40 hours. You know, if you want to win that championship, you better be putting in that time and work. And, um, but, you know, for to not make money off of your name and likeness, it's like, you know, I, I don't understand it. All those jerseys that have been sold, you know, I'm thinking about going back from my last year of college.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of all that stuff, they announced that Reggie Bush is not getting his Heisman back. What was your reaction?
1: It's bullshit, man. I- <laughs> It's just it is what it is, man. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. It's I mean, everything that, that number five jersey is still being sold in the in the pro shop or the you should call it pro shop. It is a pro shop. So it's, it's not the college, you know, uh t-shirt or whatever the hell it's called. It's uh it's their pro shop, their version of the pro shop. I and mean, it's being sold there, and I mean it's uh it's it's making them money. And like I think when we were there. Every home game, we were making like six or seven million dollars. You know, I mean, really, yeah, yeah. Off, off, sales, or... off merch or oh, wow. ticket sales, everything that's how much, uh, uh, was reported they made per home game. You know, I mean, we had about six of those, I mean, 36, almost 40 million dollars, man. Can't break a little bread with us. That's unbelievable. That's wild. <laughs> do, do you think, do you think
0: Reggie just like screw it because it's been so long? Or do you think he's gonna fight to get it?
1: I mean, he'll probably fight to get it, but I mean, I, I don't think I, at this point we all saw him kick ass that whole season. We all saw him get that trophy. And it's just like them trying to take away our championship. Well, you can't tell me it didn't happen. We went out there and we kicked ass. So I, I don't care what you say, you know, even if they try to come back, take my ring, whatever.
0: Do you, do you think with the NIL stuff, it'll be good for recruiting for USC since it's such a big market and there's probably so many opportunities? Well,
1: that's what I, I, feel like, you know, the big markets, that's who's going to win um, just because of the opportunity, like, as you mentioned. And so, um, you know, I think Notre Dame actually comes back into the fold because of how much attention they get, you know, because it's, I mean, you know, I don't I think Notre Dame, you, you know, it's like a dry campus. And I would imagine it's pretty hard to recruit there. With, like, I, the
0: one I've heard is um, BYU. Apparently you can't do deals with coffee companies. Like what? coffee or soda byu oh, is like, caffeine, right? yeah i'm like all right like zach what's his what's his name uh zach wilson's probably going nuts in new york and Dunkin' donuts but if they <laughs> so yeah no it's it's you no know, it's it's why yeah so do you, you think like some of these other schools that maybe haven't be getting the best recruits no, This of gonna... right.
1: i remember when we played byu in provo there was no there was no uh sport there's no soda in the uh in the stadium, it was crazy. Yeah, is that is that a fun?
0: It's a fun town to go off campus life. Provo, I,
1: I, I didn't see it off campus, <laughs> but like I said, those those are two. I mean, they get a lot of nationally televised games, and so it could bring them back into the fold in terms of like getting the top, you know, one of those top recruiting classes, like they did back in the day when everybody wanted to go there. Um, but, but yeah, man, I'm sorry. What was your question about the NIL though? Did you have another one?
0: So the NIL stuff, do you think it, it's kind of a different question? Do you think it's going to make guys want to work harder to get more opportunities? Do you think it potentially take away some of the time they're spending on football?
1: Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, they're still young and you know, attention spans even shorter uh, every year. I know, cause I got two kids myself, seven and 10. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean, if you're not focusing on ball, you're not going to get those deals. And so, I, I just think it's going to give kids um, an extra couple of years before they make the NFL, um, you know, to, you know, learn financial literacy. You know, I think it's a great thing. Whereas a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, they shouldn't be making money right now. It's like, well, how else are they going to learn? You know, because no one else is, I'll tell you right now, there's no, no courses in there. They're just teaching us, you know, how to, how to go about life. You know, there's, I used to play football.
0: Did they have that kind of like that course when you first got to the league kind of to kind of show you everything that's going to be coming to you? Or is that just kind of all just learned on the fly?
1: No, man, you're a pro. You are a, you are a business professional. This is what you do for a living. And, uh, you know, this is, I mean, it's up to you to figure it out.
0: Did you do any wild endorsements or anything? You're like, is this a real company? But I'll, I'll do it.
1: So. Uh, no, not really. I was, like yeah. thinking, I was. I was pretty much just, you know, head down football, man. This is, I'm here to play football that stuff can take care of itself in the off season. And so like, yeah, I, I did do some signings and some stuff, but it was, um, you know, I never sought those out. I just, one, it's just not really me. And, and then two, it was just, I didn't want any distractions from from what I came to do.
0: And in terms of uh, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, if, if I, if I, if I hit you up tomorrow and I say, Hey, there's breaking news, apparently the top 32 teams in college football are forming a super conference, including USC. How would you react?
1: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, as long as you have that many there, like there's no argument. And so that's why I want the playoff expanded. Like four teams isn't enough. There's always an undefeated or another team sitting there at five and six. It's like, well, well, we beat those guys. How come they're in? It's it's, so it's a mess. But if you're not in the top 12, just shut up, man. Go home. (laughs) We'll see you next year. (laughs) Like That's how it should be. You you have no, because now we're talking about two and three loss teams when you get down there, and so it's like, yo, know, there's nothing to argue about. But, but in the years past, like you know, a strong Boise or a strong TCU team, you know, we don't even get to see those guys, and 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 those guys know how to game plan. I mean, they've proven every time they went to a bowl when Boise beat Oklahoma, and it's, uh, you know. So, I just the matchups here are amazing, and uh, you know, every other division has it. You know, to to quote uh, who was it, Mike Leach, every division has it and so do beer softball leagues so why <laughs> why can't we get it figured out
0: that's unbelievable and then, to, and then and flip, flipping back to football so obviously want to ask you uh, so obviously with pandemic and all that stuff all the vaccine steps coming in and the numbers are going sky high everybody's getting it do, do you expect any teams to have to forfeit a game this year do you think guys are going to be on there on it or do you think guys are going to be masked up
1: I don't get it because we, we got the full schedule in last year. And I mean, you know, all they did was add one more game. Uh, so I don't understand. I mean, there was games on Tuesday. I think we did a podcast and you're like, yeah. what are you doing? I was like, yeah, Tennessee and Pittsburgh's playing right now. I <laughs> had no idea there was even football on, but it was like a Tuesday. So it was the
0: Ravens. It was the Ravens when I was scheduled like three times. Yeah. Yeah. I was
1: like, "This is incredible. And, yeah. uh, but so, I mean. I just don't understand when they found a way to make it happen, you know, last year. And now I know this year's a little different because now they got what fans back in ticket sales to worry about how are they going to, you know, not everybody's going to show up on Tuesday to go watch that game. Um, but it's, um, you know, I just, I don't understand the, okay, well if it's a vaccinated player and there's an outbreak, no problem. But if it's an unvaccinated outbreak, like hold the phones, we got to, uh, we got to find both teams if, if they forfeit and that's what, that's what gets dangerous. It's like, okay, you know, it, it's going to happen. It is going to happen. That's just, I mean, let's face the facts it happened last year. It's going to happen this year, but um, you know, how do we just best go through it? Like we did last year. I thought they did a great job um, of handling the NFL rescheduling games, making things happen. So um you know we'll see when it finally does happen but i mean every week you see another guy go on the COVID list you yeah. know a couple come off a couple go on it's so i mean there was, it was a frank Wright, the coach was on the COVID list the other day
0: yeah he's back in practice yeah he's, yeah. he's the, so what's I mean, going on with the colts everybody's getting that same foot injury uh,
1: that is crazy right and then now poor carson lance man like he's gonna get a fresh start right and now all the rumors that okay they might be looking at foals. Yeah. It's like, okay, just, it's going to happen all over again. I mean, but then, and then the uh, Nelson, they're all pro guard.
0: Same, same thing. They literally said five to 12 weeks i literally Like what kind of
1: timetable is that?
0: That is, is it, is it five you know, or is it 12?
1: That's, I mean, that's quite a difference right there. Yeah, <laughs> It's a whole month, you know, five, six extra weeks, seven extra yeah. weeks. So I don't understand that. I mean, um, if, if it's a weight bearing thing or what, but I mean, those are those are two of their big uh, big time players. So I mean, and and we have them week one too, uh, yeah. the Seahawks too. So I mean, that's yeah. that's, a, that's a tough blow for them. Yeah.
0: And then going back to the, the possible the reschedule the, the rescheduling, I'm curious if you if you even noticed or if you remember when you were playing and obviously you're on a Sunday you've got a packed house for twelves on a Monday or Thursday was the was the stadium as packed or were there a lot less people there
1: on a Monday night game or a Thursday oh, night game? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like on a non-Sunday, because that, that, that's oh. thats the first thing with me is like, okay, maybe it's harder to get people in the stadium when it's not Sunday, and they're like, yeah. we don't want to deal with that.
1: Well, I said, yeah, so like a rescheduled, like a Tuesday would be tough, uh, you know, that that would be tough, which is what some of them Tuesdays and Wednesdays that they had to yeah. play, but um, no, man, the 12s hadn't had a game in a full calendar year. They are going to be going nuts for any opportunity to get in that stadium and scream as loud as they can, and uh, you know, I'll be there. I'll be right there with them.
0: And then to, and w- I got one last question for you. So with Russ, obviously we had some of the stuff in the offseason. We didn't know if he was going to stay. He's ended up staying. He said it was all kind of all kind of noise. There was some rumors. Obviously he's got a very famous wife who wants to be in a bigger market. And I'm pr- almost certain, 80% certain that he's a free agent after this year. Do you think he's staying or do you think they're still looking? I,
1: uh, I think he has one more after this year. Oh, he
0: does? Okay. okay. I
1: believe. But I, I, I'm with you in the fact that, I, depending on how this season goes, more importantly, how and where it ends, I think that you know maybe the issue could come back up that you know one of those situations because hey, I don't want to be traded, but these are my five teams that I'd like to go to, kind of like what what, what came out earlier this off season. So um, I don't think he's unhappy. Um, you know, I think they actually have done some added him in into some of the conversations, and uh, I've gotten some of his input, which is. it's huge for a quarterback, especially these days, um, as a leader of the team. But, um, and they addressed it. They got a couple of linemen. um, You know, they they went out and got another wide receiver for him in the draft. So, um, everything seems great right now. And him and uh, Peter, you've been on camera saying their relationship's the best it's ever been. So, that's good news. Uh, But if there's an early exit in the playoffs again, yes, I got a feeling that something unfortunate might happen. that. He might not be the quarterback of our, of our Hawks anymore, man. They got
0: Gino. I think he's still there. Is Gino still there? Is Gino still there? <laughs> You're not confident?
1: He, Gino is, yeah, Gino is here.
0: <laughs> as long I as that know. one guy who's not breaking his nose in the locker room is not on the team, I think you guys got it made. <laughs> so wild story with the guy's name was like Ick or something like that. But um, and then one last one, do you do you have a schedule uh, a, a record prediction? Do you, what, what do you think's their what, what is their ceiling this year?
1: Uh 12 and five. I think, I think, you know, we're always right up around the double digit, you know, 10 to 12 wins. Um, I, I I like uh, at least 12 wins, you know, especially what, because there's 17 games now. So 12 and five is what I'm going to go with. Um, And, you know, I think half of those, so three out of the five, you know, so more than half of those are are division, you know, losses because that's, I mean, they know it's the best and, um, you know, Arizona, they, it was two hard fought games last year. The Niners always give us fits with that defense, and uh, and the Rams too, man. So it's, it's it's just the, the story of these defenses in this division. They're they're hard to overcome. Yeah,
0: no, it's, and then so do, do you do you, you see them winning the division if everything goes right, or do you think they need more pieces?
1: Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think it's between us and and uh, Arizona. Really? Yeah. What,
0: what, what is it? Not you you think the Rams are just kind of just good on paper, same as the San Fran? I mean,
1: no, that they, they, both of them are led by strong defenses, right? Uh, but I, I'm still, I'm still not a believer in either of those quarterbacks. Um, so unless Trey Lance comes out of nowhere and starts, but you know Jimmy G, he's good when he's healthy. He's never healthy. And then you know, go over to Stafford. He's he's not really that young anymore. Um, and um, I mean, he he's had. He's had a lot of uh, weapons out there in uh, Detroit, and you know, I'm a ton of first rounders. Calvin, uh, I think both the Pettigrew and Ebron. Um, yeah. he's a ton of them. Had my man Golden Tate, Galladay. He's got all these studs out there, and you know, couldn't couldn't get the playoff win. So I, I I didn't understand shipping a quarterback who had actually taken you to a Super Bowl for a guy that hasn't won a playoff game. You know, I mean, I know the stats are great, but you know who who's who's winning and golf again no one thought he was gonna come in and and beat us you know so he wasn't even gonna play then he comes in yeah. and uh like, you know he did what he had to 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 pull out a win i don't even know who
0: the hell the guy they brought in the guy from wake who won the game i'm shocked when that happened but uh oh, yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you his name I, I have no idea what they get and then um one more with with that so with so as a former defensive player with a lot of these quarterbacks that people are saying, oh, they're not in the right system. They're coming in, maybe looking at Stafford, he had 15 different head coaches in Detroit he's coming in, got a whiz in Sean McVay is a former defensive player. Do you think when guys are like, oh, he needs a few more years experience? Or do you think that's legitimate? Or do you think that, okay, I've seen what he can do. This is what he's going to be.
1: In terms, of a so in terms of the
0: quarterbacks ability, like, as a former defensive player, like knowing that you're watching the film, like you're seeing it like year by year. People are like, oh, no, no, give him another year. Give him another year. Do you think it's kind of like a, we've seen from Stafford what he can do? Do you think there's more more to him?
1: Yeah, I think you're either going to make it or you're not. I mean, um, you know, you look at Alex Smith. He had like seven different coaches or six, right? He still found a way to make it, you know, even then when he goes down to uh, Kansas City, played well went over to Washington play well before the injury. It's like, you know, um, so, you know, I don't, I don't believe the, you know, it's, it's a hard position to play, but you're, you're either good enough to make it or you're not. And, you know, so I think that's kind of a cop-out when they say, ah, oh, well, it had so many, so much turnover. It's like, well, they drafted you that high because they thought you were the guy that can make any system work. So, um, you know, and I know it's it's it sounds easy. It's easier said than done. But, um, you know, there there are some things you could do to make a quarterback's life easier. And you have to be able to run the ball so that he does when he does do play action, he has real threats to, you know, stretch the field. And then you got to play defense. That's the best thing you could do for a young quarterback is just continue to give him opportunities. And I mean, you know, you look at, at Russ, you know, when he came in, and he took the him. And, uh, even RG three, when they took the, you know, the league by storm, they had a run game. Um, he, with Alfred Morris over there, Marshawn legend
0: here. legend. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, I second stint
0: with the giants. That's, that's how you know, he's a legend.
1: Was he undrafted too? No, I, Sixth round, six round, I think Florida, yeah. F-
0: Florida Atlantic.
1: Yeah. But for a guy to come and you know, be one of the top rushers from the sixth round, it's like, okay, man, you're doing something. Yeah. And then, and then they both had strong defenses and, uh, which is why they met in the playoffs that year. Um, And those are the things that you can really do to to take some pressure off the quarterback, because um, as we've seen, you know, there's every year there's a ton of guys taking on the first round to play quarterback and there's a ton of guys that don't ever make it. It's just like maybe one or two. And then but then, you know, down the draft, you got these guys that were overlooked, like a Russell Wilson, like a Tom Brady. You got these guys that they, you know, they weren't six, four, like 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 Russ, six, four, you know, and a pocket passer. But he's a winner. And I think that's really what you, you know, what it comes down to is like, yo, when you look back at their record in, in, in college, did they make their team better? Yeah. And did they win in ball games? And and that's that's how I would judge it because uh end of the day, it doesn't matter what system it is, like, you know, how confident is is this kid in his ability?
0: And then I wanna bring up so your podcast, you talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, so uh, on the Believe uh, Believe Podcast Network, uh, me and Brett Darren have the Believe in Seahawks uh, podcast, and uh, we uh, we do it every every Monday. So we're gonna have to have you on there one of these days, man.
0: Yeah, I want to ask you. So I saw you had the dude from iCarly on. (laughs)
1: Yeah, Nate (laughs) Cross. All
0: right, has he? And then they brought back the show. Are you are, are you ruling out a potential cameo on iCarly?
1: I, I don't even look. No, no offense, Nate. Dog. I don't even know what the fuck I Carly is. Uh, <laughs> Zach. I'm sorry. Is that your show? Is that your guy? I mean, name?
0: back in the day, like that's what everybody was watching. But it's if they mean, said, "Hey, we need we need a former Seahawks player for." Uh, are you open to it?
1: You are considerably younger than me, so I don't. You know, don't hold it against me for not knowing. Your it's, favorite
0: a kid's show. it's a kid show. It's a Nickelodeon show from like ten years ago.
1: I don't know. You sound pretty excited about the reimagining of it, so... I haven't
0: seen it yet. I know he's back in it. It's wild, and none of the people look different, even though it's been 10 years, which is wild to me. He but looks exactly the same. It looks exactly the same. Is he just a big Seahawks fan? How did you, What was that like having him on?
1: So, so Nate is... Best friends with uh, the co my co-host, uh, Brett Davern, um, and, you know, Brett, he, he's done a fair bit of acting down there. He was on MTV's show, Awkward, back cool. in the day, and then, uh, so, they're Hollywood buddies, and they have their own podcast, um, what's it, it's, uh, they have their own podcast that they do together, and so, we have him come on one time, Nate is hilarious, by the way.
0: <laughs> That's um- that's, that's i love i love i love that interaction i don't know what the fuck i carly is uh, <laughs> your, your kids don't your kids don't watch it you've never you've never you've never seen it it's
1: no man i it mean didn't, i've heard it didn't, play it, it, it
0: didn't play it at seahawks practice i feel like that's what's always going on on the tvs a little bit
1: <laughs> yeah on the jumbotron yeah that was that was Hasselbeck's request yeah
0: yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, but do appreciate it. Um, Lofa Tutupu, Believe in Seahawks podcast. Do appreciate you taking the time. Can't wait for the season to get going because there's really nothing on TV right now except for sports in Tokyo that's on at, at two Olympics. o'clock in the
1: It's two o'clock I, in the morning. I don't know. What are you, are you watching Olympics? No, but I saw that the uh SC has had a gold medal since huh? the night and every summer Olympics has had a oh, gold really? medal. Since 1912. It was on Instagram, so it must be true. <laughs> the, the, the
0: social media does not lie. So, wait a minute. So, you're, you're, you're three hours behind me. It's like kind of prime time ish for the Olympics. you still not watching?
1: I'm watching. I, oh, I really? watch. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Watch some of the right. track field. Yeah. It, no, it's, it's, it's been good. But it's like, it was crazy. That they have all these heats leading up to it. And they're like, okay, and then they'll have the finals on Wednesday. And I'm like, yeah. yo, it's like, it's like for a Sunday right now. I gotta yeah. wait for three more days yeah. to watch no, it, the final. It's what
0: no, and then here, like I don't know what any channel anything's on, and then it's on Peacock. I'm like, what the hell is that? How do I get that? So I got to subscribe to this to watch the U.S. play at two o'clock in the morning, and then Ricky Rubio's going for forty points. I'm really like, what is going on with this shit? But yeah. it, it can't. Basketball's been crazy. Yeah, it's been Definitely it's been crazy. good. I'm, they, I'm surprised more guys in the U.S. team didn't come out and want to play because they got McGees out there. I'm really like that. Right.
1: I think they're just tired, man. You yeah. know, it was right after the season. Yeah, uh, it's fair. You know, I think they're just like, nah, I'm going home. Yeah. Getting ready for yeah. next
0: year. Yeah, no. they got to get Phelps back out there, Usain Bolt back out there, put on a respectable hour, and I'll start tuning in. So, Olympic Committee, yeah. if you're listening,
1: well, they that's had, what We need. Was Snoop Dogg? He was commentating something. Yeah, I'm like, it? I'm like, yeah, like, what is Snoop's there? And that was amazing. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I was a fan of on that one. I yeah, that. well,
0: he's probably he's probably telling guys like, hey, USC, we can we can get you paid. Sign, come uh, come come uh, commit. <laughs> so like everybody's got a bottom line in that so yeah no but it, it's been interesting it's i don't know what's on what's going on and it's now like, they got skateboarding out I, I don't know it's wild but,
1: yeah. skateboarding bmx I yeah mean, it's been pretty intense man
0: yeah no yeah but do appreciate you taking the time as always
1: yeah man we'll do it again i gotta get you on <laughs> our show too
0: thanks man definitely